Welcome to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. Our program is designed to offer solutions to those individuals with exceptional needs, plus families, professionals, and educators. Dr. Sean and his guests will share ideas that you can begin using immediately in order to promote a harmonious relationship and move forward. Now, here is your host, Dr. Sean Surface. Well, good morning, Voice America listeners. I'm really happy to have you back with me today. We are very excited today because we're going to continue a conversation that we had last time with Lindsay Grizzle in regards to some things that you can do while you're working at home to keep yourself sane and to make sure that you actually do are productive in the way that you want to be. Because right now, there's just like this general feeling all the time of, am I getting done what I need to get done? Am I doing the right thing? And, and it's tiring. It's very tiring. And we, it's also kind of puts you in a place where you feel like you're not accomplishing what you want to. And so you don't feel so great about yourself. And so I want to get into some of those topics today. But before we get there, I really want to try something new today. We um, at Total Programs every Wednesday for several months now in the evening have had meetings with uh, all of our staff and all and all the parents that wanted to join us. And we start off with a mindfulness uh, lesson or a mindfulness session for five minutes. And I want you to be able to uh, enjoy the meditation, the guided imagery that we utilized yesterday. So with that, um, we'll take the next five minutes, get yourself into a comfortable place, um, sitting, feet down on the ground, hopefully you're still in your comfortable clothes, um, or if you're just listening to this later, get into something comfortable, pause it for a second, and and, uh, enjoy. Let's listen now. Hello, and welcome to this quick guided meditation to slow down and be grateful. I'm Sarah Raymond with The Mindful Movement. I'm grateful you have joined me today. It is so easy to become swept up in the seemingly relentless demands of a busy life. In doing this, you might find that you lose focus on the present, or you might feel as though you don't have the time to stop and appreciate life's gifts. It is true that meditation is a practice, and it can create change when you make the time to practice it. But even when you are short on time, it is important to prioritize what matters most. You can always find time to be mindful, even if just for a few minutes. You might find that closing your eyes to tune out the outside world for a moment makes it easier to bring your awareness inside. So you may choose to close your eyes now. And let's begin this practice with some gentle breathing. Notice the rhythm of your natural breath. 
take in a slow breath and experience the gentle rise and fall of your chest. Our breath is constant and reliable. It tethers us at all times to the present moment. Just by tuning in to the steady rhythm of your breath, you are immersing yourself in the energy of life, the energy that propels you forward and connects you to all other life on this planet. Observe whether your mind is in another place or if it is here right now. Can you allow yourself to let go of your thoughts for a moment? Can you allow your mind to be silent except for hearing the sound of your breath? Now notice where you are carrying tension in your body. Can you allow your clenching muscles to let go? Ask yourself, how do you feel in this very moment? Can you sense the peaceful energy of life flowing through you, invigorating you with every breath? You are the embodiment of this lively energy. Your body is a miracle and a gift, the vehicle through which you have the privilege of experiencing this beautiful world. Take a moment now to find something or someone to appreciate. Sense the feeling of gratitude within you. And send it outward to the world around you. In a moment, you will open your eyes and come out of this state of stillness and peace. But do your best to move forward with your day with a residual feeling of gratitude. As you continue on with your day, I challenge you to continue cultivating gratitude. Perhaps you can even find something positive out of an experience that seems negative at first. Now, we will end this practice with a deep breath, breathing in love, and breathing out eternal appreciation. 
Thank you for practicing with me today. I am grateful that you did. I hope you have a joyful day. So I really want to thank you for taking a moment to try that with me. And sometimes meditation is really very, you know, challenging. It's not something that comes easy to any of us because we have this thing that we're so addicted to and it's called thinking. And we think and think and think. And because we are so caught up so often in our thinking, I started to look at a lot of us are very unhappy right now because we're isolated, we're not seeing our friends, we're not seeing our family, uh, we don't get to go places that we want to, we're having to work harder at a lot of things, uh, parenting has taken on a whole different picture where we're now the teacher and the therapist and the PE coach and the soccer coach and the doctor and everything else. And, of course, we all have a love, a deep, deep love for our kids. And sometimes what seems to happen is we uh, start to get really down on ourselves because we just can't see any good things occurring. And there are so many things to be grateful for around us. And this is why I did the meditation on gratitude, because we're, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably healthy enough to do a lot of things. And if you were sick, if you were sick with the virus, if you were sick with something else, you wouldn't be listening to a radio show, uh, more than likely, at least maybe probably not this one, though it is the health and wellness channel. So it would be a good thing to listen to. So maybe I'm negating my own point. But you're, you're in a place, you have a ho- uh, roof over your head, your belly is full, or will be soon after you have your breakfast or your dinner, and you have a lot of people around you probably that care about you, uh, and you probably care about a lot of people. So just those things alone allow us to have some gratitude and some peacefulness because we're spending so much time thinking about how we didn't get something, which was in the past, and we're so worried all the time now about what's going to happen next. Am I going to get sick? Are my kids going to get sick? Is this person too close to me? Am I too close to them? Uh, at least if you were worried about if somebody was too close to you, you'd be in the present. We're so abandoning our present moment awareness that we're missing out on a huge amount of life. And I don't think any of us would choose to abandon any amount of time in life. Yeah, maybe you don't want to put on the challenging things, But as Jung said, you know, we avoid 
things that are experiences that we're afraid of, but we never can get a feeling of goodness or success when we avoid an experience. We can only gain that through going through the challenge and going through the hardship. And we always come out of it feeling so good about ourselves because we did what was hard and we did what was challenging. So I know it seems like it's easier to avoid, but maybe it's much more rewarding to work through a challenge. So we're at our first break and we'll be back in a couple moments. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, Voice America listeners, and um, we were talking this morning about, well, a couple things, but one thing that we started the day off was doing a meditation in regards to being grateful and gratitude, and why did I choose that? Because all of us as parents right now are, and and then... You don't necessarily have to have a kid to be in the role of a parent right now. You might be providing care for somebody. You might be supporting your spouse. Uh, you might be supporting a brother or a sister. You know, you're helping somebody else get through through life, and it's a care provision type of thing. Um, and what I was talking about was having gratitude over the the moments the 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 moment that we're in we are spending so much of our time looking at issues that happened to us in the past that from a from the point of view of Stephen Hayes's work on act acceptance and commitment therapy and training it's it's called cognitive fusion and we've discussed this a lot on the show. It's this idea that your head is kind of stuck in thinking about something in a certain way. And because your head is stuck in thinking about 
yourself in a certain way, you start to construct these things in your head that you believe are true about yourself and about the situations that you're entering into. And commonly, you might start to see past failures in your history as what your future will be. So you kind of bounce back and forth in your head between what you did and what you're going to do, and you're kind of abandoning, you're not kind of, you are abandoning the present day. Even when you're stressing, you don't want to give up the moment because you're probably not stressing about the moment. You're probably stressing more about, am I going to get my kids into the things that they need to do today? Am I going to get everybody fed? Am I going to get myself into a shower? Am I going to get myself out of my pajamas? You know, it's it's a very different existence right now. And many of us are stressing because we believe we're doing something wrong. We believe that we're not accomplishing the this goal that is, that we're supposed to be accomplishing which is running all these different roles right now you know being teacher being parent being care provider being cook being cleaner being everything you're afraid that you'll make a mistake you're afraid that you're gonna you're spinning all these plates and you're gonna be the one that drops them. So what? Who are we trying to get the approval from? Are these judgments that are coming in from people that we know? Are these judgments coming in from professionals that you work around? Are these judgments coming from your own concern of focusing on your past where you had made some type of what you perceived as a failure and projecting that into what your future will be? The problem with that methodology is that you have no control over those time periods. You only have control over the present moment. And you have to parent in the present because things change a lot and by us trying to stop that change stop that flow it's like standing in a flowing river and trying to stop the water it's going to keep going around you no matter what the things that you decide to enter into the things that you decide to build and create Why not be bold enough to try something new? And what happens if you suck at it? Oh, well. Right now, we have this need to adapt and change a lot. So things are much different than they have been in the past where we had routines in place. You know, we'd get our kids going in the morning, we'd get them to school, we then would see them six, seven hours later, uh, help them with their homeworks, help them with dinner, you know, relax together a bit, talk a bit. But now, 
were playing a lot of different roles and were doing a lot of things besides attempting to continue to work and continue to be productive as adults. We're also having to like maintain our cool all the time. Tell you a little story. You know, I'm Mr. Cool-headed most of the time. I'm, I am known to get upset at times, but it's it's rare. But most of the time I'm seen as this kind of, you know, go-with-the-flow kind of guy. So... Thursdays are our trash day. So Wednesday, I look out the window, and because I put the trash cans out, and I see a lovely person, a lovely woman, walking by with two dogs. And she has this orange bags, these orange bags in her hand. And as she walks by the trash cans, I notice that she drops them into the recycling. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't think that she would have anything in an orange bag with the two dogs except for dog poo. And did this person just drop the dog poo into my recycling bin? So I say to myself, okay, go out, look, if so, put it in the right trash can. So I go out, I look, I see, yes. Two majorly filled bags of dog leftover in my recycling bin. Obviously, if it was to be left in there, it would destroy all the recycling. It would probably destroy the whole batch of recycling that the company would collect. So, I in my head have to make a decision. Do I just take the, tra- the bag out and put it into the black trash can where it belongs? Or do I tell this woman that I'm upset with her? Well, I chose the latter. I chose to let her know. And so here I am yelling down the street at this person about their dog poo in my recycling bin, getting myself completely aggravated, completely mad. Uh, She gets upset, more embarrassed than anything else wants to come back. I don't want her anywhere near me because of COVID. So it's like, no, don't get near me. I'm already having to touch this. But I chose at that moment to release some of this anger, agitation, this buildup. And you don't always have to keep it cool. But you have to also decide... Is that going to make me feel better later or just momentarily? Because afterwards, I was just stressed out. And then I came in and talked to my wife and told her. And she really was like, well, what did you get yourself all upset for? So then it wasn't validated. And then I'm feeling like, oh, what are we, you know, a bad, stupid person. And all these things start going into my head about me. Where really... It really did need to go. Maybe she just really wasn't thinking. Maybe she was caught up in her own thoughts and just dropped it in the trash can that was open. I don't know. There must be a reason why that was chosen as the uh, uh, right place to put it. But 
I've got to choose my battles too. I've got to determine, you know, can I go with the flow? Now, the problem with going with the flow is one thing. That damn anxiety comes in and messes it all up. And all of a sudden, you feel like, you know, you wanted to go with the flow, but you're anxious that you're going to do the wrong thing. And a lot of that comes from psychological inflexibility. This inability to see how going with the flow or making new novel decisions for yourself may assist you. But what you may do is fuse into your head that somebody's done something to you, somebody's, you know, uh, making your life more difficult. And because of that, you decide you're going to avoid a situation. Well, my thing is, is that, okay, if you're going to decide that you need to avoid a situation and have experiential avoidance, it's okay. Especially if you don't have the resources available to you to do what you need to do in order to be, quote unquote, successful. Do you have the strength? Are you exhausted? Maybe you haven't been sleeping well. Maybe you haven't been able to keep up your health. So you're trying to do all these things and you have limited energy. The resiliency in you may be lower than you need because you've been on all the time. Thus, persevering through things is challenging. You don't have the resources of strength, resiliency, and perseverance. Maybe you're another, maybe there's no other adult around to help you out. Maybe you're doing this all on your own. Are you getting any time for yourself? Even to the point of, can you go into the bathroom and sit for five minutes? It's called a restroom. Can you rest in there for a minute? Rest your mind? Get away from others? Do you have that opportunity? Do you have the right materials and things that you need, equipment, all these things that you might need in order to do what you're trying to do? Because if you don't, if you don't have the resources, you can't do the work. And it matters what type of parenting style you're really in, but if you're going to be really authoritarian and be very demanding around your kids and at the same time not have the energy to keep up with everything, you can't keep in control of everything. You have to move towards a more authoritative way of parenting, which is you give structure, but you reinforce the kids for doing what they can, and you don't expand all your energy arguing with them over things that may be very minimalistic and that you're seeing as big things because it validates how you're reacting as a parent. So when we return, we're going to bring on Lindsay Grizzle to talk about her articles that she's written about working from home. And we'll bring on a parent who read those articles and put them into use. Her, Her name is Christine. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be, and our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, listeners. I hope you got yourself a cup of coffee, or if it's in the evening, maybe you got yourself a glass of wine. But we've been discussing parenting and some useful mindfulness techniques that can keep your stress down right now, because we've been focusing a bit on the show today about gratitude and the things that are in your life that are a resource to you and are supportive. And in speaking about that, I'm really happy to welcome back Lindsay Grizzle, who is the clinical director at Total Programs and is the author of a three-part series, maybe soon to be a four- or five-part series, on successfully working from home. So good morning, Lindsay, and how are you today? Good morning, Dr. Sean. I'm doing well. Really happy to have you back. We've been talking this morning about different types of, of ways of approaching things because quite often we might have plans in place, we might have uh, a structure in place, and then something changes. And right now, in this whole COVID era, everything seems to be changing all the time, and adaptability is huge. Specifically, I've spoken about psychological flexibility and talking about how it often is 
you can see it in our parenting that if we're really stuck in, 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 in a strong disciplinarian, we may be stuck in our heads that if we're not that way, we're not a good enough parent. And if we don't act in the perfect way all the time as a parent, then we're not a good person. I really find that your articles, and the, the three are giving into bad behaviors, a reality check and relief. There was another one on following through, and then there was a third called reducing your kids' interruptions, and I, I don't have the order correctly, but um, one of the articles that we haven't really spoken about, we talked about uh, two of them on the last show, but doing your best to stay calm and follow through. I think that right now, people feel like they have to give out a lot of demands and give out a lot of direction. And they don't have, as I was just saying, the resources available to them to accomplish all these things that they're trying to. So they're getting down on themselves. What prompted you to write out this series of articles? Um, well, I started... You know, I nothing that I put together was anything that I really made up. It's all based in the science of behavior, human behavior. When the whole COVID situation happened, I had some friends reach out and say, you know, we're in stressful situations now. We're, like you said earlier on the show, we are having to parent um, as well as work from home. Um, do you have any tips? So that kind of opened up the floodgates for me to try to pull everything that has worked for me as I've been um, working at home parent for the last six years um, and to put it into what, what's been successful for me onto paper and try to disseminate it out to, to other people that need it. Yeah, I love the way that you said you had some friends that called you and just asked you for some techniques. I'm sure you had some friends screaming, oh, my God, my kid's driving me nuts. <laughs> what do I do? Because we're all trying to accomplish things and these kids they have really full lives too they have so many things that they're used to doing and now we're doing all these things with them one of the articles that you wrote was about reducing kid interruptions and we talked about it last time but let's talk about it again how did you what were your ideas around reducing uh, some interruptions from your kiddos well, for that particular article, it was based off of some research that was done um, by researchers, uh, Tiger and Hanley, and the whole idea behind um, reducing the interruptions is try to, trying to teach, the, teach our kids that um, there's different times of the day. There's times that mom can play with you and interact with you fully, and there's times that mom needs to work, whether it's doing laundry or doing computer work or a Zoom meeting, and it's very frustrating um, for us and for our kids if they're not able to kind of discriminate between those two different, um, we would call conditions, but in two different situations, work time and, and play time. So I took an article that was written for classroom teachers um, to reduce student interruptions in classroom. And um, I actually used it myself with my children and um, put it into uh, a situation where, you know, during COVID, we're going to have to really get some good strategies under our belt to um, rely on to um, reduce our anxiety and our stress when we have to work and also also parent. It's, uh, 
the technique that you utilized, I love, which was a visual of, in the article, it was about putting a lay on of different colors to indicate when you were open and free for interaction with your kid and when you needed to work. Well, I haven't been wearing a lay, but I have this little plaque that I put on the door and it says, I'm working. And then on the flip side of it, it says, come on in, I'm ready to talk. Because I have, talk about Zoom, I have been so caught up in Zoom meetings, webinars, all this online stuff, it seems like it's constant now. And uh, because my daughter's 13, you know, she has lots of different things that she wants to do. And the interactions that we've had together have been better because I'm not getting agitated at her coming in because she doesn't come into the office when I'm really working on something. And I only right. put that sign up if I really need peace and quiet. So I also have to decide from my own like integrity point of view. It's like how much of this is me just wanting to be left alone and how much of this is uh, I need to work. And, you know, both are valid. Uh, you know, sometimes you just need to be left alone. And so you put the lay on because you just want to be left alone. If it's working, I uh, and I think that it's really important. That's a resource thing. That's a perseverance. Do I have the strength and energy to do this right now? So you were able to share this with some of your friends too, right? Correct. Yep. And what what were, yeah, what were their um, thoughts? I, yeah, I had um, one of uh, one of my friends in particular reached out to me, and she actually ordered. Um, the lay is online and started implementing it and just was pretty blown away um, on the success that she saw with her little girl. Um, she's five, being able to discriminate between when it's playtime and work time with mom. Um, and so it was, it was really beneficial. I had other friends reach out that said that they didn't use lays, but they used something a little bit less, um, less distracting when they're on their Zoom meetings than, a, than putting a lay on. Yeah. Like you said, a sign up or um, one one parent used a, a poster that they just put hanging from the table um, that they're working at. Um, just something very, um, something that at the beginning can really um, be clear for your child on which, if it's play or, or work time for that parent. Well, it also reduces the number of times a kid feels like they have to interject or they have to, like, for instance, in the classroom, we have often recommended, like, put a little something on the desk, a little flag, a little red cup that you turn upside down when you need help so that the teacher can see this visually and realizes that you need help so you don't have to sit there all the time going, can I get some help, help me, help me, help me, help me, which drives the teacher nuts, makes you not want to interact at all, and, uh, and then re- reduces the, the positive interaction, and then it becomes an annoyance. So by just having this visual in place, not only are you getting more time for yourself, but you're keeping your relationship strong with your kid. You're not... Uh, uh, entering into the cycle of agitation with them. I also really love your article on doing your best to stay calm. Uh, we have about four minutes till our break, but the uh, the article really talked about, like, you can start yelling at your kid, 
but do you realize what you're doing? Tell me a little bit about that article. Yeah. So with the um, the article, the article um, doing your best to stay calm and follow through. Um, all the articles are kind of organized to give you as a parent a, a plan, and we know that that just having a plan and organizing your thoughts is just a good recipe overall to reduce your your stress and anxiety. So how it's how it's organized is um, kind of the science be- behind following through. Um, the, obviously, the more times that we give a directive or an instruction to our child, um, the more likely we, the, the more times that we follow through, the higher level that our kids will follow through in the in the future. Um, but when we are um, really faced with, so that's the science behind it. If you can give a direction and follow through, you want to do that. Um, but the reality of it is you're giving a lot of instructions during the day. You might have multiple kids going um, that you're having to kind of work with. And the idea of giving an instruction um, repeatedly um, to your child is actually doing you harm in the long run to where I would say my example is with my, my son Theodore. Um, Theodore, hey, put on your shoes, buddy. And I'm working with my other daughter, getting her shoes on and getting her hair in a ponytail, and then I ask him again, Theodore, put your shoes on. And he doesn't put his shoes on because he's playing with dinosaurs. And I have to ask him, and then I get super frustrated, like, don't you hear me? I asked you. you know. And then I start maybe throw a threatening statement in there, like, hey, you're not going to get your Pokemon cards. And he's frustrated, and I'm frustrated. So the, the technique is to wait to give your instruction until you are physically within arm's length of your child. This is if you know that the rule 70%, there's a 70% chance that if I tell him to put his shoes on, he's not going to do it. So if that's the case, I should wait to give that instruction. I should put Lila's hair in a ponytail. I should get the baby's diaper changed. He's still playing with dinosaurs. I'm ready to be within arm's length of him. Then I give him the instruction, and he's more likely to follow through because I'm within a close proximity to him, and then I only have to ask him one time. And I'm right there to provide him praise and reinforcement um, um, for following my directions. So over time, you're going to see that be very effective for that child to follow through with directions overall, and it will also, in that moment, reduce your yelling and your stress um, and you know increase your relationship, the happiness between your relationship because you're not yelling and your kid's not getting as frustrated as well. And as you've put it, you don't have to turn into psycho monster mommy. You uh, are able to maintain that relationship and really you've already realized that you're in the cycle of you only listens to me if I yell unless I'm nearby and as I'm close. So I might as well just be closer when I give the instruction to reduce my own agitation Now, we have a break, and when we return, we'll continue this conversation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life has its joys and challenges. At Total Programs, we can assist you with the challenges and show you that solutions are possible when good strategies are put into place. At Total Programs, we understand how difficult your day can be. And our goal is to assist your family in having the supportive, safe, and successful environment where love and joy can reign. We can design programs and strategies to bring you the success, safety, and support that you desire for your home, school, and community. 
Call 1-866-54-TUTOR or visit TotalPrograms.org. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean, Living the Challenge. We'd love to encourage your participation in the program. Call into 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to seansurface at totalprograms.org. Now, back to this week's show. Well, welcome back, listeners, and we've been talking with Lindsay Grizzle, Total Programs Clinical Director, about her article series that she's written, Successfully Working from Home, and we were talking about a one of the articles, Doing Your Best to Stay Calm and Follow Through, and, you know, one of the things that you brought up was this idea that your kid can get really used to you yelling and having to yell two or three times before they actually have to do what you're asking them to do. And so it gets into the cycle of yeah. dysregulation, that you're constantly uh, at your, you're in your head before you even say something to them, already imagine that you're going to have a hard time because you know what the cycle is, you know what has been happening in the past, and it's really hard. I talk about present parenting in the present it's really difficult because you say to yourself okay i'm going to ask her to do this and i know she's going to be resistant i know she's not going to want to do it but if i also know that if i sit down next to my daughter and i talk to her about something that's serious and not just throw it at her okay we're going here and then walk away I'm much more likely to get her buy-in. I'm much more likely to, for her to take ownership of the situation. And some kids, now my daughter doesn't really show this, so I'm I, in some way I've done something right, but sometimes she does. Some kids will continue to act out because their parent has gotten into a mode where they are, in a sense, uninvolved. They're, they're not tuned into what their kid's doing during the day. They're not uh, aware of what their kid's needs are unless their kid becomes upsetting, 
meaning that they are dysregulated in some way, they're tantruming, they're not following directions, they're not, and some kids will do that because that's the only way that they can get your attention. Because if you, if they always do what you're, they're supposed to do, you never praise them, you never say, hey, you did a great job, thank you for giving me some time, I really needed that, you just discipline them when they're doing the wrong thing. So they just do the wrong thing all the time so that they get attention. They get some kind of interaction from you. Now, in your article, Lindsay, and I'm sorry, maybe I said too much, but in your article, you you wrote down some very clear steps in how you can get close to your child because you said 70% of the time, you're not sure if he's going to follow your instruction on the first time. So right. what is a way of, of working through that to reduce that 70%, even to 69%? Yeah, that's progress, right? Right. Um, the, the tech, it's, the actual, it's an actual technique, and this is something, as a parent, um, it's really easy to get caught up second to second and just reacting to how your kids are, re- are, are behaving. Um, so the whole goal behind all, all this is to give you as a parent strategies to, to use. So taking a step back, you know, that's the, we, we should give ourselves 10 seconds of assessment time to assess our resources. And let's say you have the resources to go ahead and follow through with, with what you're going to ask from your child. So how do you do that um, effectively? The, the strategy is called um, tell, show, do or three-stepped prompting in, the, in our behavior world. But, you know, the name of it um, kind of tells you the, the steps and it's easier to remember. So um, tell, show, do. So breaking that down um, specifically, the idea is, again, to wait until you have time um, to get close to your child within arm's length, and then you would follow through on these particular steps. The first step is to ask your child within arm's length, to do the task. So my goal, my, my example was put on your shoes. So I would get within arm length, arm's length of Theodore. I would say put on your shoes. Um, now, he, he, if I'm in arm's length, he's likely to do it, but let's say that he doesn't, or let's say he's being resistant. So he's starting to kind of, he doesn't want to put down his dinosaurs, and he's kind of just um, being a little bit defiant with that, that, um, that uh, request. So the first thing I say, Theodore, please put on your shoes. So I ask him. That's the ask part. Um, and then I wait three seconds. Now, if he listens to me, right, and he puts on his shoes within those three seconds, then I praise him enthusiastically. Um, if he resists or he doesn't um, follow through with putting his shoes on within three seconds, so this is a very quick procedure, then you would move on to the next step, and that is um, show. At that point, you would show him how to do that task. And this isn't, I know that he knows how to put on his shoes, but this is giving him another opportunity to be successful um, independently without me having to, to physically help him. So I would say, Theodore, put on your shoes like this. And I would take his shoe and kind of pretend to put it on my foot or gesture the motion of picking it up and putting it on your foot. And then um, I would expect him to, to do that. If he does that, then I'm going to give him a lower affect praise if, compared to if he did it with just the, um, the tell part of the inter- intervention. So if, if I tell him and he follow, follows through with putting on his shoes, a lot of praise, 
um, if I have to model it for him and show him how to do putting on the shoe, then you would still say, awesome, Theodore, thank you, but with a lower affect. So you're really using what we call differential reinforcement. The better you do a behavior, the more praise. The less you do of that behavior, the less praise. Let's say he um, does not put on his shoe at that point. I've already told him, so that's the tell. I've already shown him. That's the do. If he doesn't do it within three seconds of me modeling putting on my shoe, then I'm going to um, help him do it. So you're going to say, Theodore, put on your shoe, and I'm going to immediately take my hands, put them over his hands, and help him put on his shoe. Okay? It's called hand over hand. Um, now, at that point, um, we don't give any praise. Um, we just move on to the next activity. Um, because then, he's, then he'll learn, hey, if I want mom's attention and praise, I can put on my shoe the first time. Um, if it requires parent to put hands on and assist, then um, that physical guidance, then there is no praise after that. Um, can I ask you something before you go on? Well, we only have yeah. a couple minutes left, and we, we did have a caller that called in, but we just don't have time to, to bring her on the show today, so we'll attempt to... Uh, maybe get together again in another week or so and continue talking about your article and, and bring her on then. But, you know, some parents have this thing in their head, like, I told the kid to do it, so they should do it because I told them. What's your thought of that? Well, if it hasn't worked with that, Thank with that you. attitude in the past, then uh, my recommendation would be, Take your toolbox, your parenting toolbox, learn as much, much, as many strategies as you can and have options when, um, have options for yourself when that is not being effective for you. Yeah, it's funny that people will stick to something no matter what, even when it's not working for them over so much, over such a long period of time. Now, Lindsay, I want to thank you again for sharing some time with us this morning. I will again ask that we return to this discussion maybe in a week or two so that we can continue to talk about some of your articles. And I really would like to bring on our caller who was a parent that tried some of your techniques. So we will, her name is Christine, and we'll get her on next time. So, Lindsay, we are at the end of our show. Thank you so much for your time this morning, and thank you, listeners. Remember that on Solutions and Strategies, we're here to celebrate your successes. And you go through challenges in your life. There are lessons to be learned, but we still find them to be a part of your success. So thank you much, and we'll see you again next time. so much for listening to Solutions and Strategies with Dr. Sean. Living the challenge. Be sure to join us again next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.